Life Audio. Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 reminds us, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. On today's episode, we wanted to take a look at the Messiah, Jesus the Messiah. And after a word from our sponsors, we'll get started on the topic today. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Jesus, the Messiah. And when we talk about Jesus uh, in today's culture, uh, the pivotal aspect of his ministry was his fulfillment of his Messiahship. He is Yahshua. Uh, He is Christ, Christos, the anointed one. Uh, For many, many years uh, since the initial prophecy regarding the Messiah, Uh, the Jews had been waiting for the anointed one to come. And he finally came, not when they expected it, but when God, in the fullness of time, saw it fit to send the Messiah. The Messiah has a unique role in the annals of history. Jesus coming put everything in motion. It reset the elements of time, it reset the aspect of humanity, and we must look at it from a global perspective. Jesus is not just the Messiah for your region or your locality or your city or your village. Jesus is the Messiah for all people, those who Uh, desire to accept him, he will welcome you. Those who reject him, he loves you, but he will let you have your way. So it's important to look at Jesus as the Messiah from a universal aspect, a universal perspective. Uh, He didn't die for some, as, as some people argue. He died for all. 
And this invitation of salvation is offered to all of humanity, uh, whosoever will, let them come. So when I hear some people say, well, a loving God will not send anyone to hell, that's a great statement. But the problem is we're losing focus of what God's uh, doctrine is. God is not sending anyone to hell. We choose to go to hell when we reject his overture. So when Jesus came, um, it surprised some people because some people had a different notion of what the Messiah was going to be like. Some of the Jews had to struggle with this um, Messiah being born in Nazareth, which wasn't a rich city. It wasn't a cosmopolitan uh, some of the Jews thought that Jesus or the Messiah would come with raging power. The Messiah would overthrow the Roman governance. The Messiah would just come and show his uh, omnipotence. But when Jesus came, he came meek and mild. He came in a humble way. Jesus did not uh, uh, grow up or, or, or Jesus... Uh, did not have all of the royal uh, uh, regalia that uh, someone with royalty will have. He came the way he wanted to come, and it shocked some people, and it disappointed some people. And in the same way, there are many people today that are disappointed by Jesus, not because he did anything wrong, but is due to him not living up to their own biased expectations. They want Christ, as an example, to be a cosmic bellhopper. Uh, if they need something, they just want to be able to call on Jesus and have him fulfill their wish list. If, uh, uh, if they desire something um, that they want, that he's already uh, labeled as sin or uh, not um, edifying, we want our will to override God's will, and we want him to approve it, and that's not going to happen. So Jesus came as the last Adam, with, wherefore the first Adam fell. The last Adam, Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one, he came and he saved and he died for all of us. So the word Messiah is derived from the Hebrew word Mashiach, which means the anointed one. The word anointed means someone or, so, or something that has been set aside for God's use. In this case, the Messiah was set aside by God to redeem all of mankind. And the Messiah was in harmony with God the Father and God the Spirit. That is the uh, triunity of the Godhead. Since the time of David, of David's reign, King David's reign in Israel, uh, they've always expected a Messiah. Read 2 Samuel 7, 16. Israel knew that it would be through David's descendants that the Messiah would come. Uh, his Messiah uh, coming, or this Messiah coming, would ultimately fulfill the prophecy of David's throne that's being established forever, 2 Samuel 22 and 48. So as Christians, we believe the Messiah had already come and fulfilled the Messi uh, Messianic Old Testament prophecies. The Old Testament gives us a glimpse of what 
um, what was to come, right? Many of us say it is the Old Testament concealed, New Testament revealed. So the Old Testament gives us a snapshot of what was to come. Jesus embodied the full representation of the prophetic or the prophecies, rather, associated with the Messiah who would not only redeem Israel, but the world. Some say they are still waiting on the Messiah. They refuse to embrace uh, the arrival of Jesus in the first century. Uh, They refuse to believe that he was the Messiah and that he has fulfilled every aspect of the criteria that the Messiah was to fulfill. Jesus has fulfilled them all. It's also noteworthy that the title Christ is a derivative of the Greek word Christos, as I mentioned before, which is translated Messiah or anointed one. So let's look at uh, some of the arguments or reasons that we have for uh, authenticating Jesus as the Messiah, Yahshua. Genesis 3.15 says or talks about uh, the Messiah would come from a woman or the seed of a woman, Genesis 3.15, and we find the same uh, fulfilled in Galatians 4 and 4. We're reminded that he is born um, of a woman. Genesis 12 and 2, he will come from the line of Abraham. We find that in Matthew 1 and 1. Numbers 24 and 17 uh, he will be part of the line of Jacob, who's also called Israel. And we find that fulfilled in Luke 3.23 or Luke 3.34. He'll be part of the line of Judah, Genesis 49 and 10, Matthew 1 and 2. The line of Jesse, he will come down the line of Jesse, Isaiah 11 and 1, Luke 3.23 in Luke 3.32. And don't forget, the, the, the lineage goes from uh, Obed to Jesse, Jesse to David, and eventually the Messiah will come from the line of David. And from the line of David, the reference scripture is 2 Samuel 7.12 through 16 and Matthew 1 and 1. He will come through a virgin birth, Isaiah 7 and 14. We see that in Matthew 1.23. His birthplace would be Bethlehem. We see that in Micah 5 and 2, and that fulfilled in Matthew 2 and 6. He's the forerunner, or John would be the forerunner. We see that in Isaiah 40 and 3, Malachi 3 and 1, and that's fulfilled in Matthew 3 and 3, where uh, John is the harbinger. He's the forerunner to Jesus the Christ. So all of these things are very important uh, because it demonstrates that um, hundreds and hundreds of years before he was even born, uh, the, the scriptures were pointing to Jesus the Christ, who did actually come in the first century. Let us take a break to recognize our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Um, he would have to escape into Egypt. Hosea 11 and 1. We see that in Matthew 2 and 14. Herod would attempt to kill the children and kill some children. Jeremiah 31 and 15. Matthew 2, 16 through 18. 
He will be called king. Psalm 2 and 6. We see that in Matthew 2 and 15. Prophet. He's a prophet. Deuteronomy 18, 15 through 18. We see that in Acts 3, 22 through 23. Again, all of these scriptures point to Yeshua, the Messiah, Christos, the anointed one. This is why he was called Jesus, the Christ, Yeshua, um, meaning Savior in the Hebrew. He is the anointed one. He is the Messiah. He is a prophet, Deuteronomy 18, verses 15 through 18. want to repeat that, Acts 3, 22 and 23. He would be preached, Psalms 110 and 4, and we find that in Hebrews 5, 6 through 10. He is judge, Isaiah 33 and 22. You'll find that in John 5, 30, pointing to Jesus. He is called Lord, Psalms 110 and 1, Luke 2, 11. He is called Emmanuel, Isaiah 7 and 14, Matthew 1 and 23. And by the way, uh, if you want to do a a deeper dive on this subject, I would recommend uh, Ron Rose's book, Christ Before the Manger. Uh, He has various charts that highlights this subject. Um, He's called Emmanuel, Isaiah 7 and 14, and you'll see that fulfilled in Matthew 1 and 23. He is anointed by the Holy Spirit, Isaiah 11 and 12. And you see that in Matthew 3, 16 through 17. He has a zeal for God, Psalm 69 and 9, fulfilled in John 2, 15 through 17. He will have a ministry in Galilee, Isaiah 9, 1 through 2. You find that fulfilled in Matthew 4, 12 through 16. He will have a ministry of miracles, Isaiah 35, 5 through 6. Fulfilled in Matthew 9.35. He would bear the world's sins. Psalms 22 and 1. You'll find that fulfilled in Matthew 27, verse, 43, uh, verse 46. Matthew 27, verse 46. He will be ridiculed. Psalms 22, 7 through 8. Matthew 27, 39 and 43. So just think about it. If our Savior was ridiculed, then what make us think that we won't have detractors, that we won't have naysayers, that we won't have people that oppose us for living for Jesus. If our Savior was crucified, uh, who's to say that we won't be crucified, that we won't be uh, or go through uh, animosity? Jesus had people that laughed at him. We, too, will have people that laugh at us. Uh, People had, uh, uh, Jesus had people that talked about uh, where he came from. Uh, they tried to dig up the past. They tried to put him in a box. So in the same way, we have people that try to put us in the box. But long as we know who we are, long as we know who we serve, we must continue to keep striving. Uh, Paul says, I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is in Christ Jesus. And that's what we need to do. We need to keep pushing. We need to keep striving. Because our motto is perfect, and we must strive for perfection, even though we fall. We strive for perfection. We never lower the standard uh, of Jesus is our standard. So every day, we strive to look more like Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ. Again, he was ridiculed. 
um, he was a stumbling stone to the Jews. Psalms 118, verse 22, first, uh, fulfilled in 1 Peter 2 and 7. He was a stumbling stone to the Jews. And this means that his will, uh, fulfilling the reason why God sent him, in many cases did not align with some of the Jews. Some of the Jews had their own preconceived notion of what the Messiah should look like, where he should come from, how he should talk, his theology. But when Jesus came, he disappointed many Jews because the way that God wanted to uh, reveal the truth was not what they were expecting. And sometimes we can have false expectations and disappoint ourselves because God is not changing. We need to acquiesce our will toward his will. God is not changing his nature. God is not changing his will. God is not changing his truth for anybody. So we, that are under constant change, we must acquiesce our will to that of the Father. He was rejected by his own people, Isaiah 53 and 3. Uh, John, and that's fulfilled in John 7, verse 5. You'll see that uh, Jesus was rejected by his own people. And sometimes we face rejection by our own people. You have some family, family members that are not supportive of your conversion to Christianity or your desire to be more like Jesus Christ. They want the old you because they were comfortable with the old you. Uh, they want the old you that uh, went to the bars and, and, and the old you that party to the point uh, of, of you being drunk and, and hung over on a daily basis. They want the old you that used to curse and deceive people. They want the old you because they're comfortable with the old you. But the new you makes them feel guilty. The new you um, reminds them of their shortcomings, even without you saying anything. But we can't acquiesce our will over God's will. If we live for Jesus, if we strive for Jesus, if we uh, strive for masteries, if we strive to be more Christ-like, we can't, be the, can't do the same things. Uh, and, and because of that, uh, some people reject who we are, the, the, the new us, um, the, the new creature, as Paul puts it. Then Jesus was a light to the Gentiles. Isaiah 60 and 3, we find that in Acts 13, 47 through 48. He will teach in parables. Psalms 78 and 2, this was the prophecy, and this was fulfilled in Matthew 13 and 34. He, would, he, he cleansed the temple, Malachi 3 and 1. You see that in Matthew 21 and 12. He will be sold for 30 shekels of silver, Zechariah 11 and 12, fulfilled in Matthew 26 and 15. Forsaken by his disciples, Zechariah 13 and 7, Mark 14 and 50. And 50. Silent before his accusers. Jesus was silent before his accusers, if you all remember the story. Isaiah 53 and 7 predicted it. We find it in Matthew 27, verses 12 through 14. His hands and feet will be pierced. Psalms 22 and 16, we find that evidence in John 20 and 25. He will be crucified with thieves, as predicted in Isaiah 53 and 12 evidence in Matthew 27 and 38. Soldiers gambled, Psalms 22 and 18, John 19 and 24. 
suffered thirst on the cross, Psalm 69 and 21, fulfilled in John 19 and 28. Vinegar will be offered to him, Psalm 69 and 21, fulfilled in Matthew 27 and 34. He will be disfigured, Isaiah 52 and 14. We find that in John 19 and 1. He committed himself to God, or he would, in Psalms 31 and 5, and that's fulfilled in Luke 23 and 47. He would have to use a rich man's tomb in terms of his body, Isaiah 53 and 9, and Matthew 27, 57 through 60, we find that evidenced in Scripture. The resurrection is foretold of the Christ, Psalms 16 and 10, and then we find that evidence in Matthew 28 and 6. So there are many other scriptures that Jesus fulfills and confirms and authenticate. This, these are just a few uh, to highlight for this episode. But all of this proves that God is purposeful. It also proves that God has a plan for humanity knowing that sin would be a problem. And so when we uh, look at our, uh, our existence, when we look at our environment, when we see that there are people, uh, men and women that are out of control, we know that it's a result of sin. But God has not left us. God has given us a recipe to overcome the stronghold of sin. And this recipe is Jesus Christ. This um, sacrificial offering of Jesus Christ on the cross that we call the atonement was sufficient. It showed us that Jesus has strength. He has power even over death. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? Uh, Christ has defeated death for you and I. So when we make the statements, I can't, then we're not having faith in what Jesus can do. We need to be like Paul who said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. The term Messiah, is it means the anointed one. Jesus was anointed, and his anointed, his, his power is still accessible to us today. So whatever it is that we're going through, remember, we have a Messiah who's also called a priest, who's sitting on the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf. There's nothing that you're going through that our Messiah has not already covered uh, through the resurrection. If you're going through um, identity crisis, Jesus died for that. If you're going through financial crisis, Jesus died for that. If you're going through fear, Jesus died for that. If you're going through low esteem, Jesus died for that. If you're going through uh, marriage issues, Jesus died for that. If you're going through parenting issues, Jesus died for that. So whatever it is, fill in the blank. Jesus has already died for it. And we need to remind ourselves of who Jesus is. He's the Messiah. He's the anointed one. He's the one that fulfilled all the prophecies, reminding us that God from the beginning had a plan. And this plan was for us to have a relationship with him through his son, Jesus the Christ. And so until the end of time, as long as God wakes you up every morning, there is still hope. There's still a chance. 
and he wants you to have a relationship with him through Jesus Christ. We just have to accept the overture. And if you're already saved, if you're already a Christian, he wants to remind you that uh, we as Christians, we will go through some things. We have to endure hardship, just like the Messiah went through hardship. The story is he overcame when he defeated death. He overcame and gave us hope and reminded us uh, that we, too, have the same hope. We, too, have the same access to the same resurrection power. So I hope this episode has uh, blessed you. I hope it's edified you. I hope that it reminds you of the Savior that we serve. He's just not a baby born in Bethlehem. He is God the Son who came and took on humanity, and he died for you and I that we may have access to all power. I hope this uh, episode, again, has been helpful to you. As we close, uh, we thank you for your prayers. And as always, we need your financial support. If you believe in sound reasoning and the equipment of Christians, we need you to support us monthly um, for our ministry and this uh, radio show specifically. Please call us or email us, rather, to, at info at srministries.org or go to our website, srministries.org, and make your monthly donations there. Uh, we are praying for you. We want every Christian uh, to be bold for Jesus and to be able to articulate the faith. Remember, to do for the truth what so many people do for a lie. God bless. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. And as always, we would like to thank our friends at Life Audio. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.